Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Welcome to Screamplay, a show about spooky video games, with your hosts, Tom and John Ryman. Yeah, how do we start the show? Uh One of us starts talking. We say, hey, everybody. <laughs> Who are you? What, what, what? Where am I? What is this? Ah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's time for Screamplay. What? The show about spooky video games. Who? I don't um, think I'm I one do. Of, I'm one of your co-hosts, Tom Ryman. And I think I am another co-host, John Ryman. Oh, I can't recall for sure. I should have read the title of uh, of the episode. You should have. You um, don't even know what we're doing. I don't. Who am I? What is this? I think we might have amnesia. I didn't understand what you were doing at first. <laughs> okay. Oh man. But oh. yes, we. Well, guys, welcome to screenplay. And uh, as our witty banter let you guys know, we are talking about amnesia today so you picked this one the, you, I, I, did, I, picked, I picked i picked last month's epi- uh, episode uh game you picked this month's game so why don't you want why did you pick amnesia what is this game oh man amnesia is a 2010 first person survival horror game from uh frictional studios that's a swedish company it also made games like soma and the other amnesia games and it's uh Wonderful series. I love it with all my heart. And as a horror fan, I think we had a responsibility, nay, duty, to talk about this game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, continuing in that line of uh, duty, um, listen, we're gathered around here. We've just woken up in a in mm. a in a in a uh, oppressively stone Prussian castle. We don't know what the hell's going on. Wipe the uh, sleep it's, out it's, of my it's, eyes. It's dark grinding our teeth just terrified of the dark in the meantime why don't you tell me a scary story tom i've got a scary story for you well again uh the 2010 survival horror game amnesia uh you play daniel a young british aristocrat and you wake up in uh castle brennenberg uh, a small castle in um prussia uh the year is 1839 the only thing, though, that you can remember is that your name is Daniel and that you are from Mayfair, which is kind of an upscale neighborhood in London. Um, you find a letter from yourself to yourself explaining why you have amnesia, and, and it turns out that you chose to drink this potion that gave you amnesia because you could not deal with the past and what done. Or what has transpired. The only thing that you do know, or that uh, that your future self is telling you, is that um, trust trust me, you don't want to remember this stuff. And also, there is a guy in the inner sanctum named Alexander, the Baron of the Castle. He's the cause of all your grief, and you need to go kill him. And uh, Daniel embarks on a. Uh, quest through the castle uh to get to the inner sanctum in the castle's uh bowels 
and kill Alexander. Uh, you, during the way, you encounter uh, monsters shambling through the uh, the castle, which were victims of torture and experimentation at the hands of Alexander. Now they're just kind of mindless horrors that uh, will terrify you if you mm-hmm. see them and begin to chip away at your uh, already dwindling sanity. Being in the dark for too long... Um, also reduces your sanity because Daniel is pants shittingly afraid of the dark. He really he, is to a crippling to, degree. To the yeah, to a crippling degree. He should be embarrassed. All right. <laughs> when my son was three years old, he was less afraid of the dark than Daniel was. Um, but as you go through, you pick up letters and diary entries detailing the background of this castle, of Alexander, and of yourself. Uh, and it turns out that um, Alexander had been experimenting on nearby villagers to extract this uh, energy uh, force, I guess, called Vitae. Uh, and the only way that you can get Vitae is by terrorizing and causing fear and pain in a, a living thing. People, of course, yielding the most Vitae. Uh, so you find out that he... Isn't that always the yes. way? So you find out that he was actually mining Vitae or you know harvesting Vitae from these people. And you find out that you are actually a villain as well. You were the Carl to his Hans Gruber. Uh, Daniel had actually found an orb in Algeria on a on a uh, archaeological dig and by taking that er orb herb orb he was cursed uh by this entity called the shadow which pursues you throughout the castle uh and who alexander had promised daniel if he gave him service he would help him rid uh himself of this shadow uh, we're going to talk more about the plot uh, because I'm interested in what you came up with, Tom. But um, that's pretty much the uh, short and skinny of Amnesia. and the um, We'll divulge more plot points as we go on, but that's that's pretty much the short and skinny of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a bone chiller, real spine tingling. Thanks for that scary story. Real tingling those spines on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um... We're strolling up. We're, we're, we're strolling up the lane yeah, to Vincent Price's house. Oh, what ho? Is there a light on? <laughs> it seems like there might be. Could it be? <clears throat> Is it true? Is it Vincent? I think he's here. So uh, it's 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 time to it's time to check into Spookaboo Manor. Now I invite you to step inside Spookaboo Manor. And folks, this is the section where we focus on the horror of the game, the story aspects, etc. And Amnesia being kind of horror game royalty is chock full of that stuff. But Tom, I really liked, uh, because this was your first time playing it through. Yeah, yeah. This is my first time playing it all the way through. I had gotten this initially back when it first came out in 2010. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I guess I'll just go ahead and do my little Spookaboo Manor riff first, um, because this kind of goes right into that. Uh, this game stressed me the fuck out. (laughs) This game stressed me out so badly, it took me 13 years to finish it. Did you get it when it came out? I would, right about, yeah. Um, within the first year, I had it on PC initially, and then I got the PS4 collection that they put out, uh, which is what I played it on this time. Yeah. Um, but on PC, I only played it up to a point and it, man, it, this game was kind of the first of this new wave of horror games that were coming out around that time where they were more about, they were more stealth where you didn't have any offensive abilities. You just have to hide and run. Um, so there was another game at around the same time that came out called Outlast and then obviously Alien Isolation. I think Outlast and there's been a number of a little bit after this one. I want to say it, it was it was like 2012, but there was, there was all around like the early 2010s. This was kind of like a new style of horror game that was getting really popular. So playing Amnesia, I was just like so tense. The whole it was one of the most stressful experiences I had playing a game. So I would keep 
playing it and then putting it down and not coming back to it for a couple of years. And the funny thing about that is Amnesia isn't really one of those games. Uh, it's 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 the best. It makes it, it's the most ultimate game of I'm not touching you that I've ever experienced. Right. It psyched. It makes you psych yourself out. Like it presents itself like it's going to be just like Alien Isolation or Outlast, where you're going to be spending like constantly running and hiding and stuff. But there's really only about there's there's less than ten enemy encounters in this entire right. game. Like it. Most of the you don't see the first monster depending on how long it takes you to tiptoe through these halls. And let me tell you the first time I played this game, I was so fucking spooked, just like expecting monsters at any corner, you know, that it took me like, it took me hours to get through the first part of the game that, you know, this time around took me maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. The ambient music and sounds don't help either. It it like sounds like this droning wail or groan. And it's just like the wind blowing through the castle, but it's constantly keeping you just, needling you in the back and just reminding of you of what might happen i'm glad you mentioned the music i did want to get to that but like i'll just go ahead and i'll just go ahead and talk about it now like the music in this game is so it's the most sinister fucking score like i literally having this game like looming over me for so long like hearing the main title theme like the boom 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 it's like these low droning minor keys that are um it's i have like a stress response to that when i hear it like it it immediately makes me makes me start feeling anxious Uh, yeah so like (laughs) like the music in this game is fucked up (laughs) yeah it's kind of like um uh, I think Dead Space did this a little bit where they had like most of the uh, there was no real music in some parts but they just let like the ship and the sounds from the ship make its own soundtrack um, and I, they kind of do that in this like I was saying because it's like it's supposed to be like wind you're like gusts of air going through the castle and it just sounds like this low groan or like wail or something like that and it's just so off-putting that i was just like could you guys stop with that right there's never a moment of peace no there's no rest there's no respite in this game which which is funny because what the initial kind of point i was making before we started talking about the music was that you really actually do have quite a bit of respite yeah. in this game the game the game is just doing such a good job of making you think that you don't yeah like it's 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 it really is like uh, a state fair haunted house for most of it. Like it's like okay, we don't have that. We don't. We only got three guys. So we and we got. They all got to share one mask. So we got to. We got to really stretch this. We got to spend most of the time just making scary noises and playing the monster mash, which is what this is like. Basically, what it is. Ninety percent of the spookiness of this game is just ambiance. Yeah. It's just you psyching yourself out about what could be around the next corner. And the reality is most of the areas in this game do not have monsters. in it. No, it's mostly just like a puzzle game. Um, yeah. And that's uh yeah, I, I'll talk about that a little bit more in the next section, but yeah, this is very much a point and click adventure game. That's just been transferred into first person. Yeah. It's all about the puzzles. Um, but yeah, in terms of spookiness for our little, our 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 our, our uh, uh, conversation in the, in the foyer of Spookaboo Manor, um, goddamn, this is a stressful ass game. But having played their uh, their later game Soma, which I love, and coming back to this game to to Amnesia after having played Soma, and now I kind of know what their game is. It's the same deal in Soma. There's like five enemies in the entirety of Soma. Right. So like coming back to this game now. This playthrough where I actually finished it for this podcast, I wasn't I wasn't nearly as stressed out as I had been in the past playing this game. But I have to I feel like in order for me to give my like honest assessment of how scary this game is, I have to include like how I felt when I initially played it and didn't know anything about the developers, didn't know anything about like kind of what their aim was for this series and really kind of having this be the first game of this type of horror game that I played. Um this game is scary as fuck. Like for the for the longest time, I held this up as one of the scariest games I had ever played, um, just because it was it stressed me out so much I could only play it for a little bit af- at a time and would have to put it down, right? And like go go shoot uh, demons in Doom or something, you know? <laughs> it's like go do something mindless that doesn't. 
Of Doom's not scary no, at all. <laughs> the demons are scared of me yeah. in that game. Uh, so yeah, I hand the keys to Spooky Boo Manor over to you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so this is as as a horror fan, these I love this series with all my heart. Are all four of them? And I've only played this one, so that's interesting. <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. they're all they're all good. And they all connect. They all have this like really deep story. Like when I was when we were in Tell Me a Scary Story, I could have like literally have gone on like an hour and t- tell you about like everything that was happening I, in this. I could tell, yeah, because <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I had to bring myself back to reality. I had to snap out, reel yourself back in. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I got in too deep. I was in too deep. You're giving- Give him um, one of those like Tom Cruise responses when they ask him what his favorite movie is. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, film and cinema. And he just goes on for like, anyway. Then he's talking about like a curry he had in London one time and yeah. how that was a transcendent <laughs> experience. So he ordered two and those news over there. But um, yeah, I love this game. I love this game so much. And like I was um, saying, it's it's the best game of I'm not touching you that I've ever played. Uh, yeah, it is like a haunted house, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'll stop interrupting you. I'm not no, supposed that's to interrupt okay. That's okay. Doing. I interrupted you a couple times. This is supposed to be a conversation, Tom. And conversations that's are true. two-way. Yeah. It's not unlike, a lecture. Un- un- unlike the conversation between you and Alexander in this oh, game, yes. boy. He's, not, he's yeah. not given an inch. Well, I mean, like, yeah, Daniel's kind of not given an inch either. But um, it's true. The, uh, the, lead, the, the director on this game, Thomas Grip. The very, very Swedish man was just like, yes, so we didn't have a lot. So we were just like, well, why don't we make the players scare themselves, okay? And um, that's such a good idea. It really (laughs) is. Like, because you get like, it it really is like going through a haunted house. You get to the end of it and you kind of feel a little bit embarrassed like of yourself. You're like, man, I really did. Like, there wasn't really that many monsters in here. I was really jumping at shadows for most of the time. Well, they also hype it up really, really well. Like, this is going to be the scariest thing you've ever played. You better put those headphones on. And they even have like a achievement or trophy called Nope. Where you just like stop playing the game immediately. <laughs> yep. And um, they do so well at just like psyching you out. And then just through like the music, the um, eeriness oh, of the, the game, the story that, which is really intricate. Um, it's like playing a, it's like playing through a Victorian Gothic horror novel. It really um, is. Yeah. I just, I wanted to. Uh, just pause real quick and talk about just go back to what you said about how I had forgotten that the game does that like when you start a new game it's like turn down the lights and put on your headphones <laughs> like it's such a fucking it's such a Todd like, McFarlane uh, opening <laughs> like, it's like, you're it, actually it's, scared yeah, of it it's such like a castle pictures thing to do yeah <laughs> like this like put on like fucking 13 ghosts bullshit like mm-hmm really telling is you're about to get scared to death it's like some crypt keeper shit like i didn't realize at the it's oh man like of course it's that like i i don't know why i just like you know as as i just took it for granted when i saw it i didn't think about it at all it's like oh okay yeah i mean better maximize the 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 fear of this game because like plenty of other games do that and they're not Mm -hmm. fucking with you but like this was such a carnival barker thing to do that that's and that's what the frictional is for this game it's just the yeah. best carnival barker in the business yeah because they had we a lighting th- we had three guys and one mask so we gotta make this work they knew that there was a lighting <laughs> dynamic that they wanted to use but they weren't exactly sure on how to use it so they came up with this you know fear meter and like i said daniel is pants shittingly afraid of the dark cannot really stay is. in the dark for more than like two seconds before he starts wetting his pants um getting like seasick like your yeah. vision gets blurry it's hard to stand up and like i alluded to at the beginning of the episode if, if it gets you won't die you'll just turn directly. into the, the senator kelly at the end of the x-men movie where you're just like a puddle on this. you just fall over <laughs> and if there's any yeah if there's any enemies around they will beat you to death yeah they but. beat you to death yes but like really nothing happens to you unless there's like a bad guy around you just like stand back up after a little while 
But um, where where it becomes a problem is if where, you're trying. There's a yeah. Anyway, yeah. Where it becomes <laughs> a problem is like if you're trying to hide in the dark and there's like a, a monster George Jeffersoning his way around, or when you're getting chased because it makes you slow too. When kind you're of, when you're yeah. scared of the dark, yeah. It, I it, think it, they that, run slightly faster than you as well, so it's just like they're not they're going to slowly gain on you, so you can't run from them forever. Yeah, I do remember a, a section where I was running from the shadow and it got me um, because I was running real like I was running about as fast as I walked uh, and I just wasn't thinking about it. I didn't have my lantern out. So the next time I reloaded to have my lantern out and I ran much faster and I beat it. So you, it does make you slow down to the point of where you're just kind of anyway. And yeah, touching on that, there is a lantern mechanic where you can pull out your lantern at any time. But it's like, that'll also, they'll tell you, but it'll alert enemies and people will see you. And it's just like, okay. Well, like Tom said, there's about five guys at this haunted house. Right. So it's, there's nobody in here. So they really, they really psych you out about like using the lantern and using the, the matches, the yeah. tinder boxes you find to light candles and, and lanterns in the hallway. Like there's only a limited amount. So beasts. You know, be uh, uh, choosy with it, but they fucking cram these things. Yeah, a thousand, a thousand matchsticks is technically a limit, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I ended up the at the end of the game. I think I had like twenty matches and like a full lantern. I was just being so miserly. miserly. With yeah, it. I was about yeah. to say the exact word miserly with it. I'm like, but what if they see me, motherfucker? Who? There's no one Ooh, here. There's nobody in this castle. There's like five monsters. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it really is just the game psyching you the fuck out, and yeah. it it the writing is really good. So like you're reading it. You, not only are you in the dark, but you're reading these creepy ass stories in the yeah, dark. With the, and that music, man, the just music. punishing you while you're reading yeah. these. I when it, for some sequences, I told I told you this while I was playing it this time through. But I literally had the Beverly Hills Cop theme, Axel F. Like oh, yeah. I put it on for stretches of it, just so I wouldn't get as stressed out. I've done that sometimes <laughs> in horror games uh, with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'll be playing like September or like uh, Let's Groove, <laughs> and that's quite the uh, juxtaposition in this game. <laughs> monsters are not a fan shambling monsters are not a fan of earth wind and fire i don't know they look like they might be yeah they do they do shuffle around a lot yeah they got they got some ants in their pants they're, yeah you know, they're, when they're, i said they're, george they're... jefferson earlier if you guys don't know who that is just go look up george jefferson walk on youtube that's how these guys like move around it's <laughs> but yeah, they, they're doing the you know they're doing like the early 2000s like kind of shuddering movement like you know you guys know yeah you guys know you guys know. and it looks objectively silly but when you're playing this game the first time and you don't know what these monsters are going to do to you the first it's time the... we watched you well i watched you play this we just the yeah. first time you saw a monster just he shuffled around a corner and you just looked at me and i looked back at you and you turned off the game it's yeah like, we're not dealing it? with that right now it's a, it's it's the way it all comes together though yeah. the the presentation of it like the monster the, the, we're we're laughing a lot about this game just <laughs> because of yeah, but uh, for all the reasons we've explained but like it really is so effective how they do it it's they they pull it off they make you scared of yeah. empty rooms well we're laughing constantly. because it's like going to see a good horror movie and getting the wits scared out of you and you come out there laughing like oh man did that get you? That got me. You know, it's it's because it, it's just fun, and they set it up, and it's like a prank they're playing on you in this game, right? It's being a it's standing at the top of the stairs and being afraid to go into the basement, and then you get you know down to the bottom of the stairs, you turn on the light, and you're like, ah, there's nothing in here. I was being a big scaredy cat. It's yeah, like the whole game is pretty much that. Once you get th with the occasional monster, it's like being at the end of your run and the last like the last uh, leg of your run is like a hill climb. And you're just like looking at it. You're like, Ugh. that's kind of like <laughs> what this is like going into a new room. Like when uh, you're reading the, cause there, you need to go into the base, the wine cellar for a certain chemical in order to proceed through the game. 
And you're like, okay, I'm going to go in the wine cellar. Well, you also pick up uh, an entry where it says that Alexander had locked a bunch of mercenaries in the wine cellar and fed them poison that turned them inside out. So they may or may not be monsters. Okay, go in the wine cellar now. God damn it. Yeah, it's a real Evil Dead 2 moment. Yeah, so I buried her in the wine cellar. You're like, ah, Jesus Christ. Yep. By that point, it's already too late. You're already down there and... You're already far in there, and they will sometimes, like, you know, do like one of their howling, like, in the background for you. So, um, but also yeah. another point about this game, say like the the talking about the respite, they will despawn after a while. The monsters, like, if they see you and you have an encounter with them, if you go hide, they'll despawn. Now, it took me. Uh, maybe like two or three encounters to figure that out. It does not lessen the scare of, of seeing these guys, but it did no. like it did feel like sliding in the home plate. Like, oh, I'm safe. It does. It's still tense in the moment, but yeah. once you figure that out, it does alleviate a lot of the stress of the game. Where you know it's like, okay, if I can just hide from this thing for a little bit, it doesn't even need to see you. You just need to see it. Yeah. And once once like the game is aware that you are aware of the monster. Or sometimes one will randomly spawn after you do a thing, and you just the way you know that is you'll hear like a, which is almost it's almost kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, the music starts. Oh man, this the music the music is the real fucker of this game. God damn it, the music. Um, the music, it just low light. Oh shit. The ah, man, I can't say the score just yeah, the score just punishes you. But yeah, as soon as you notice the monster, all you need to do is hide from it for about a minute or two, and then the music, that intense ass music, very clearly stops, and then you know the monster's gone. So once you figure that out, it does give you a little bit of relief. Yeah, no, they don't come back. Yeah, they don't come back. He is gone from the level. You do not have to deal with him anymore. There are some that don't, though. There are some that don't. That is true. Like that invisible monster, he doesn't despawn. Oh fuck that guy! <laughs> He's got to run from him. Fuck that um, guy. There's there's no respite in that basement. That's that might be the scariest part of the game, where you have to oh, run from this invisible monster in the water. Good lord, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's the most stressful. It's just the games figured this out and they've just been leaning on it ever since. I remember the first one that did it that I played was Condemned 2 where you get chased by a, a mutated bear through a cabin. Yeah. Some um, rabid bear or whatever it is and the, the oh, prompt and the, just says run. Just says run, yeah. Or in Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth with the fish police chasing you. Yeah. It's God. just... the there There isn't... There's nothing you can do in a video game that is as primally and viscerally intense as just chasing you like the feeling of being chased it's the it's the you you can't there's you can't not feel some amount of panic even though like i'm aware i'm playing a video game and i'm not really going to get eaten by a monster it's just when you have no recourse but to run from this thing and it really is just a race to see if it can hawk you down or not that is just genuinely intense intense in a way that like a jump scare is where you just can't help but be startled by it but this is just like uh, elongated not elongated but like uh, um drawn out panic like that's that's why that's why alien isolation stresses me out so much it's just like that that being chased by this fucking thing i hate it oh yeah yeah, there's that stress where you get that that that, that's section where you get chased by that invisible monster is just mm. well in the section right before that with the invisible monster where like you're in this flooded basement the monster will only attack you if you're in the water but again it's a flooded basement so like you have to stand on top of boxes. You can pick up boxes and throw them and stuff, but it's you have to go into separate rooms to like pull switches and get this door to open and then you're timed until you're timed. Like yeah. when you pull the switch, you can hear the door start to shut again, so you have to get over there quickly while this thing is just splashing at you, at you in the uh in the water. And it is super duper nerve-wracking and when you have to turn that goddamn wheel to open the door and you have to stand in the water in order to do it um and pray that he's been distracted by the limbs of dead people you've thrown in this god this game uh, is yeah, crazy. yeah that's yeah you can throw like torsos and stuff in the water and yeah. it'll just start eating it you're like all right well, 
Glad I can't see whatever that looks like. Yeah, like we're saying, like, oh, there's no monsters in this thing. This scary. No, no. In this mon- in this level, there is a fucking monster. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it is. It is um, a fucking monster. Total monster. Uh, but um, and then they they psych you out with them. Like, there's a, there's another section where you're in the sewers and you have to run through this huge water section and you mm-hmm. the whole time you're waiting for this thing and they know they fucking know you're waiting for it they, too yeah because the, they do the splashing like when you're up on the side um you know like the um, they'll play noises the of it yeah, yeah but it's not actually in the level oh no. <laughs> this game is so like mean yeah. like that <laughs> thomas Grif- thomas griffith is just laughing haha you're bigs babies yes you're the bigs chickens Get these chickens with their feathers. Get out of here, babies. Get out of here, babies. Yes, I think you knows it. Yeah, I think you knows this. But I, um, I, I love the combination of of gothic literature and H.P. Lovecraft. It's like goth H.P. Lovecraft kind of because oh um, you haven't mentioned that aspect of it yet so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah because this all has to do with like other an, another world where alexander brennenberg is from and tom when you were like talking to me on text about where you thought the story was going it was fascinating oh yeah it listen could, my interpretation like i haven't played any of the other wrong. games you might not be wrong but i will you say focus when, when i solely on Brent, on alexander and what was going on with him <laughs> I, I really did, yeah. I was like, well, what about Daniel? Like, he's he's incidental. <laughs> like, almost. He kind of is. Oh, uh, yeah. Like the, big, like, the big reveal that Daniel's like, oh, I, the reason I lost my memory is because I was helping Alexander torture people. Yeah, we kind of figured that out. Yeah. That, that, that there, I did think the reveal was a little lackluster. Um. But uh, anyway, yeah. Tell me, tell me more about this this cosmic shit. Oh well, yeah. They're all from the um, and, and they talk a little bit more about the other world from this. But you can ascertain because they talk about oh gosh, what's his name, the apostate, in some of these um, writings that you find. Uh, who was this uh, scholar or scientist from this other world, which is like an uh, alternate dimension with. The, the beings look like us. They they look like humans. They might be humans just from a different dimension. But they have like advanced science. And it's kind of like advanced science or magic or whatnot. And um, this uh, substance that came up with Vitae is, is essentially like a... For them, it's like an endless energy resource that they can just mine. Um, and it's kept Alexander alive for centuries. Uh, but Alexander is apparently a scientist or scholar of sorts from this outer world uh, who did something to piss off the people in charge over there. And he was actually banished to Earth um, without a way to get home. Um, so he, what he's trying to do, um, his sphere or orb, which is can act as a gateway in between here and there, broke so he's trying to find a new one Aww. yeah he's trying to find <laughs> broke a new my one <laughs> just alexander like yeah. fucking weeping Son like a kid a broke his fire truck i broke my arm i was in mint condition um, throwing his fancy books around yeah uh but yeah so he has Slapping to power these Daniel. he has to power these spheres up with this vitae um in order to you know get the uh, portal to open up so he can go home. He's trying to get back home. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, he yeah. is throughout <laughs> the centuries. He has enlisted help from other people, like this uh, guy named Agrippa, who you run into in the basement, who is apparently a talking corpse, uh, but uh, can talk to you because he's also telepathic, which kind of leads me to believe he might be from the same dimension, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, here's the thing. He's a real guy. He is. Uh, th- there, there's two people they mention. Is there's this guy Agrippa Heinrich or Agrippa, I think, and then there's another guy Johann Weyer, and they're both real people. Um, yeah, he so, was which a, is, a cultist, the um, an occult writer, the, rather. Agrippa was. Agrippa was, yeah, and Weyer was a, another guy who also 
dealt in witchcraft but he was more like they were they were both like think more scholarly than like actual like yes yeah he was he was a guy that was like when during witch trials the witch trials of like the 18th century or maybe the 17th century was like um no there's no such thing like witchcraft witchcraft is an impossible crime because there's no such thing as as magic like he was the he was one of the first people to be saying no these people are like mentally ill if, right. if if any if anything or if they're not just the the victims of hysteria like yeah. if there's any if they're actually displaying some sort of behavior it's probably mental illness and people are like hey stop ruining our fun shut up yeah yeah <laughs> like oh he's a witch yeah like, god damn it hey hey guy you know tv hasn't been invented yet this is the best we got so yeah it's interesting to me that they picked two real people that anyway yeah no it's it is interesting um but uh, yeah, the overarching thing in these games is like the Vitae and how it's like this power source. Um, and if it's, you know, imbibed or taken in by somebody from that realm, it will lengthen their life. Uh, if it's taken by somebody Sweet. in this realm, you turn to a shambling doofus in a castle. Um, so, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's that there's that through line in all in all four of the games um, with the Vitae and uh, I gotcha. people like obsessing over it and the well, other world and how it's been communicating since like with us since back uh, past Roman times. Um, but you know they've been it's like it's like the alien theory. You know they come in every once in a while to these major civilizations and you know fuck with them or something like that. Sure. Uh, like the Romans having bacchanalias and sacrifices and orgies and shit uh, to uh, appease these gods or to try to like harness their power and abilities and stuff. And but uh, Alexander was the real thing in this game. So there, I, I, I think I've gotten enough of that. I think yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. I think <laughs> I think I've gotten enough of that. When you start trailing off like that, I think it's a good time to stop. <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> Well, one thing I wanted to add to that is like looking at the Wikipedia because I I had my own theory which I'll explain briefly in a second. And your theory uh, about Alexander, it could be correct. It could be it could be correct. But I hopped over to the wiki of of this game and discovered that what you had mentioned a minute ago that there is just an expansive lore to this game that I did not expect. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, oh yeah, there's like an other world empress. There's like a it's whole. It's like a whole thing. fucking thing. It's, it's a like, whole. Thing. It's like an anime. Like it's got like this all of this lore and like. <laughs> oh, it's dude, like this it's fully fleshed out thing, man. I did. It's a whole ass thing. Yeah, um, play the game. So really my, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna have to. I gotta see what else is going on in this in this wacky world. I thought Alexander was literally Alexander the Great. Like he, I thought. And he could be, I guess. I thought Alexander the Great had found um, one of the or- one of the one of the orbs during his conquests, and he had used it to get to the other world. And so, and you know, they they didn't like him. They ba- they banished him because he's a he's a power hungry you know uh, conqueror. Uh, so I that's I begin it, it like it, it just because there's a lot of like classical art and and uh, uh, vases and like uh, literature and stuff all throughout the castle from. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to make sense that it would be in a in a Prussian castle. Um, it's the, the the fact that they had the two real guys, Agrippa and Veyer. I was like, oh, so maybe Alexander is also a real guy who's the most famous Alexander, Alexander the Great. And it just, I don't know. I thought maybe all three of these guys had found the orbs. Um, Alexander got over there. He, he did but do they a lot of poking out. around in Algeria, I think, um, or at least North in, Africa. Nor- North Northern Africa, yeah, yeah, um, and I, I believe so. Anyway, my own stunted uh, historical understanding of, of Alexander, um, and then and then yeah, he just has spent like he tried to experiment with his own orb to get back because obviously he has somebody he loves over there, um, but he fucking broke it, it's so he's been trying just to collect his cat or something. Well, you know who is whoever it is. <laughs> It's his fucking Corvette. It's like yeah. his car uh, <laughs> that he wants to get back to. He's just like, uh, oh, sweet baby, starts rubbing it with a diaper or something like that. No, you have to be gentle. Construct the motorcycle. clear coat. Um, it's a fucking kegerator he wants to get back yeah. to because Alexander was a drunk. Um, 
Yeah, so he finds these other real guys and who have also found orbs, and he's able to imprison uh, Agrippa, but we learn that Veyer actually is in the other world. Um, so he, like, escapes. So that's why Alexander's, like, reaching out to Daniel to convince him to bring him Daniel's orb. Uh, and then he swaps Daniel's orb for the shatter- his own shattered one, I think is what happens. Um, well, he takes... what? Yeah, he takes the... Um, it, the I don't one know that if Daniel read- initially finds... <laughs> If, I don't know if you re- read some did, of the stuff yeah. where like he's just like kind of like talking to Agrippa. He's like, ah, this Daniel guy is kind of, you know, his cheese is starting to slide off his cracker. I don't know if I can trust him anymore. So yeah. like he takes your orb and then locks himself down in the uh, inner sanctum so he can complete his experiment because he doesn't trust you anymore. And why would no? You? Why would you? I'm I'm a little little crazy man. I'm about to drink a drink a forget me now. Yeah, you you, chased, you chased a child down and murdered her in the storage room. <laughs> Just like Job trying to force feed Michael. Yeah, the, love uh, us again. <laughs> love us again. <laughs> Look at Banner, um, Michael. Yeah, I Look think we Banner, can probably. Alexander. Look at Banner, Daniel. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. So yeah, I thought he was Alexander the Great, and I guess he could still technically he could still be. Technically it all it be. all works out. I just figured they were all mortals who had found orbs on the Earth, and um, they, there's at one point they said the orb has appeared throughout classical history as a as a symbol of kings. So I was like, oh, that another hint towards Alexander. Um, so yeah, that was just my own theory about the game. It's nowhere near in anywhere in the wiki that I found. I don't know, so it's probably. Not true at all, but that's just I mean, that's an interesting how I interpreted thought. the story. But also, like an interesting thing with the games, they all take place during different time periods as well. So, I mean, we might see one set back in the wayback days because they are, you know, mentioned as to visiting the Aztecs or Mayans or something like that. That's talked about in the a Machine for Pigs. But um, yeah, yeah, wealth, We're talking wealth about, of knowledge. Talking about so wealth of knowledge. Well, I'm just talking about like, yeah, you could possibly rewrite. We could even maybe see something like that in the future. I actually think like if you set one back like uh, in the like BCE, that would be even more frightening. Yeah, that would be pretty pretty chill. Actually, put that That'd shit in the game. pyramid. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, I okay, think it's we should, time uh, that we. Uh, we overstayed our welcome in, yeah, in Spookaboo Manor. Like Vincent's getting a little... It's my bedtime. It's time for me to put on my slippers. <laughs> so uh, let's, sh- let's shuffle on outside and let Vincent Price get get up get up to bed. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's go let's out back. Give him a kiss goodnight, and then let's go let's out back and... <laughs> smooch him on his waxy forehead. Yeah. He likes it uh, when yeah, you tuck him in. Start poking around in the boneyard. Oh, yes. Let's poke around indeed. <laughs> Perhaps now we should go tracing through the boneyard. This is where we talk about the gameplay of the game. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want yeah, sure, to go first? Go you want first. me to? Sure. Um, I actually really like the gameplay of this game. Because, mm-hmm. like, for what it is, they're just like, all right, you're in, essentially, you're in this, a big escape room is really what it is. And, um, oh, that's true. That's, I'd never, I had said point and click adventure earlier, but that is a, a great way to, to contextualize what a, what a, the experience of a point and click adventure game to like modern audiences yeah. who maybe didn't grow up playing them. Yeah. It is like an escape it's room. Just, basically. It's just a big escape room, um, with a very intricate and thought out lore. Um, the game, the, there, not a lot of rooms look that different from each other um which is kind of used to their advantage because you can be disoriented like where am i well you're in a hallway with stone there's no map yeah there's no map and you're just like i've got a good sense of direction so i was able to like keep track of where i was most of the time but like yeah there's no map there's no it's it's just all about you figuring shit out yourself Mm -hmm. that can get to a point where it becomes kind of obtuse but i think most of the time and that this is something they do with um and they actually put at the very beginning of the new one the bunker they're like there are multiple ways to solve puzzles in this if you think you can do it you probably can just try things out and that's what this game is like uh, i think there was one part where you're in the cistern 
And I got stuck here for a while on my first playthrough. Where like, uh, and I thought like you, I thought it had glitched out because I think you had come to me on the same area and thought it had glitched. But you pull all these switches and this uh, bridge drops halfway down. It just stops. I was like, what the fuck? And I thought it was like a, uh, at first I was like, well, there must be another lever. And then you just start looking around. There isn't anything else. And I'm like, what What the, f- how is it supposed to get down here? And then I just start like brainstorming and I pick up a rock and I throw it up there. And it, sure enough, putting extra weight on there just made the thing fall all the way down so I could use it. And this game has a ton of that kind of stuff in here where you can, they, they don't tell you, okay, this is a puzzle. You just find, oh, this must be a puzzle. How do I solve it? And it's... They, they do most of the time. When you encounter something that you need to figure, you need to find some tool or item to proceed, you'll get a little notification and you'll hear scribbling that's like, Daniel has jotted down a note. And then you can look at your notes and it will tell you a list of what you need to do. So it does sort of tell you most of the time when there's a puzzle, but it doesn't all the time. Like with that bridge shit you just mentioned, like the cistern I thought was really frustrating in this game. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was frustrating. The choir got a little frustrating. Um, oh the choir was massive i got lost in there even though it does show you at the very beginning to look at the pipe and follow the pipe right also like you just follow the wall but i wanted to get all the i wanted to get all the items so i was just wandering around like an idiot (laughs) yeah i don't know if there are any other items that you wouldn't find just by doing what i what i did but i don't know like the first time i went through there i was just kind of wandering around too and i was in there and sure just kept triggering monster encounters. Oh my god, damn it! <laughs> There's a lot of lot of lot of monsters in the choir. If if you wander around like a dickhead, like I did, yeah, yeah, they, and you don't see them either. They if you you trigger them, they they spawn randomly. If you like, mm-hmm. step on the right brick or something. <laughs> so oh, like, I'll just if mosey just, around this corner, maybe not. Yeah. So if you're like stumbling around like Mr. Magoo, you're gonna get mugged by these guys. <laughs> yeah. I wish they did just do that. Yeah. Oh, they took my stuff! Yeah. Daniel has lost his wallet. (laughs) Right, yeah, the game over screen comes up. They've taken your stuff. Yeah. Your stuff is gone. They Um, have Daniel's credit card information now. Yeah, there's just... You know, that's the classic... I can't fault the game too hard for that because... It's very much an old school point and click adventure game, right. um, which I love. I love those games so I do much. Too, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just growing up playing them, so they will always be sort of. I'll always have a sort of nostalgic feeling for them. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, I like. I like playing Telltale a game that's, games because they're. Yeah. that's exactly what they are. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I like playing game. I I like playing games that are story first. It's not necessarily my favorite or the only kind of game that I play, but I do really appreciate games that are just story first like these games are but hand in hand and part and parcel with that essentially is the obtuse puzzles right like if you're at all familiar with adventure games that's kind of the albatross that they have that they wear around their neck that's the thing that uh, that everybody says oh the obtuse puzzles like that's what a, a point and click adventure game is um anybody who's ever played a uh, monkey island one of the early monkey island oh, games yeah. or like those Gabriel are notorious Knight. for that, yeah. Gabriel Knight 2, I think, has one of the most infamous uh, ones where it's just like, how would you ever think to do this? Dude, but, I haven't um, heard Ga- the name Gabriel Knight since the 90s. <laughs> Shit, but, uh, I forgot about those games. Amnesia never gets that bad. No. There, there's never like the some right obtuse combination that you need yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're, it's very clear kind of what items you're supposed to combine and there's no like, there's just a few times where, like, you'll have in the to pull up, like, your notes or like diaries or something, like where they're like, like in the machine when you're trying to start the machine to get the elevator working. Like you have to refer to your notes a couple times. Okay, what do I, what goes here and what goes there? Um, but sometimes it's just like in the cistern, you're just like, well, let's just mirror both sides, and if they're both at the same thing, you know, the, all these things are at the same height, maybe that works. You know. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's just it's very it's, much like just try stuff out. You will if you think you can do it in this game, you probably can. For the most part, um, yeah. and overall, I I like the puzzles. Yeah, like, me too. 
I, I think the formula is a little rough here because it's one of their first games. It's not as refined as like Soma is, but like the puzzles overall, they're fun, they're moody, they're engaging. They're like they they feel none of them is like out of place. Mm-hmm. So it never takes you out of the game. It all keeps you immersed. Um, yeah, and it's like ta- it's like you know talking about. <laughs> The game is like, well, where are we going to have the scares? It's like we're just putting all this stuff into this. Oh, the player still scares themselves. Yeah. And it's such a good idea. I think the only other thing I can say, and this is kind of f- a funny complaint to have about a horror game. Um, it's <laughs> because the game is so dark, it can be difficult. It can be literally difficult to see uh, some important quest items because yeah, most of the items are highlighted in blue, so you can easily pick them out in the dark. But there are some puzzle items, like pipes and gears, that you need to pick up that are not. So there's a few. Like I had to, I had to eventually just adjust the brightness on in the game yeah. because I, I could not see, and I don't, I don't see well. So I understand this problem is is worse for me than it will probably be for other players. But like, I had to turn up the brightness like, at some point. Uh-huh. It was a little much. It was yeah. a little much. <laughs> I had to turn up the brightness at some point. Um, in, a, in a game that's already like a point-and-click adventure game where you spend a lot of time wandering around a room, brainstorming and looking through your inventory and, and checking everything to see if you've missed something to try and crack a puzzle, uh, having the game be too dark that you can't see some of the items you need for those puzzles is, is a little a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- and also, like, I think that could be chalked up to this just being their first kind of being an early attempt at it yeah because they do get uh, and soma does not have this problem right yeah Um, soma um they correct a lot of that in machine for pigs and definitely by the time it gets to rebirth and bunker it's a lot more polished um but yeah um, like the puzzles the puzzles are fun i love the story stuff and it's all like revealed to you like in Dracula, like in like letters and telegrams and diaries. And what is that called? E- epistological? Is yeah, that what that... yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. But it is all in letters and journal entries and notes. Right. You don't really experience what happened in the castle as you're going through it. Like all of the story pretty much happened beforehand. Um. So but it's it like I said it is like just playing playing through a gothic horror novel and it's and, the, and like I said it's the the story the lore is really good it's really um, it's it's in terms of gameplay it's well implemented yeah they always place place a note at the right place where you need to pick it up and read it and and the, the room you're currently sitting there reading it in is perfectly. Uh, uh, a moody uh perfectly attuned to what it is you're reading and and vice versa so it's it's implemented well as as a gameplay element and i sure. like how they um give you that shock when you suddenly remember something as well so i mean like it's, this... you gain a little bit of your sanity meter back too so mm-hmm. it's like your mind is coming back as you as you're gaining these memories yeah it's just very very cool the way they did everything yeah I enjoy it. Well, listen, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have anything else. I, I'm, I'm done uh, desecrating these corpses. Well, I still uh, got a couple <laughs> more pockets I could go through. <laughs> I <laughs> the game over screen. I wish they, they fucking robbed yeah. you. No, they took my stuff. Yourself. The shadow is just chasing you down yeah. to take your watch. It's just dressed like the Hamburglar. Pushes you down and rips your sneakers off. Hits you with a blackjack. <laughs> a sock of quarters. Just find a journal entry. It's like I owe the shadow oh, fucking the, money. Yeah, the, the, the whole it's thing a gambling with the shadow debt. is just like you. He's just a, he's just a mugger. Yeah, he welched on a Super Bowl bet. He's yeah coming to tap your knees with a bat. <laughs> oh man, were were that the case? Uh What's, where do we go after this? Where's, oh man! Well, I'm we experiencing a little trail. amnesia. <laughs> yeah, we follow the trail out, and now this is the part where we, you know, grade the horror and grade the game, uh, grade the gameplay. Ah, yes, this is so where we spook- count up all our all our bones and, and spookaboos. Yeah, this is where we where we hand out spookaboos and bones. The first is the spookaboo where we grade the horror of the game. 
and I'm interested to see what I know what I'm giving this game, but I'm interested to see what you you have first as far as the spooks. I'm paralyzed with fear now, yeah. much like the first time I played this game. Because there is a wrong man, answer, and you will suffer if you give it. Uh, man, I feel like ten years ago I would have said ten. Mm-hmm. Five years ago I might have even said ten. Um, but I have to like. I can't only go by my experience from first of initially playing it. I also have to factor yeah. in my experience of, of actually playing it all the way through and beating it this time. Got to so. account for inflation. Got to get right. Got to adjust for inflation. Yeah. Amne- amnesia bucks don't spend like they used to. No. Um, man, I think I think I might have to actually give this a. Maybe a seven. Ooh, it's far yeah. lower, far lower. Seven spookaboos. Seven, seven, seven spookaboos out of ten aboos is not 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 bad. Well, yeah, it's, I it's a seventy percent. Seventy percent spooky. Seventy percent. I don't know, man. Um, it does feel a little bit low. But. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna give it. Oh man, I'm torn because I think you're right because uh, I have to grade it against other scary games that I've played like. Evil Within, like Alien Isolation, all these other games that, yes, like games like Alien Isolation has borrowed heavily from it. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, it is a product of 13 years ago. So, mm, I'm going to give it an 8 at a, on the scary side. I was torn between an all 8 right. and a 9. I'm going to give it an 8. Um, God. But 80% I'm so torn spooky. On that. I'm so torn on that because they do such a good fucking job of not of scaring you with basically nothing yeah it's a it's a great it's like a great haunted house and a, and a very fun well that's that's going to be the next thing actually and it, i mean <laughs> and like and it dares you to play it too which it's it really does oh, i man. i love that that it never occurred to me that that carnival barker shit at the beginning of the day, <laughs> turn off the lights and put on your headphones uh, <laughs> okay man <laughs> yeah turn off all the lights Tell your Fasten family. your fright belts. Yeah. Sure Tell do. your family that you love them first. <laughs> Kiss your loved ones goodbye. You have to sign a waiver. Did you sign the amnesia waiver? Um, but yeah, I, I think. Oh man, I'm really, t- I really wanted tempted to give it a nine, but I think to be fair, we have to give it an eight just because. Yeah, sure, it's I mean, you know, it's 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 plenty spooky. It's, it's plenty, plenty spooky. spooky. It's plenty spooky. It's 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 plenty spooky. Yeah. All right. Now let me let me let me count up my bones, uh, How many bones for the you game have play. In that bone bucket. I think I'm also gonna give them seven. Seven little bones. Seven little bonies. Hmm. Seven and seven. Um. Yeah. I think. I think the. I love this style of gameplay. Like I said, yeah. I, I I love the uh, the uh, uh um the point and click adventure style. Um. I love the story first aspect of it. Um. I like the atmosphere. This I, I like cosmic horror, um, the gothic novel aspects of it. All the story beats are, are, are there, and the actual gameplay of like um, doing the puzzles is fun. And like I could, I honestly would can see myself playing through this game again um, because the puzzles are actually fun to do, and it's fun to re-experience the story as you're as you're playing it. Right. Um, but it's not great. It's not the most polished version of this. Like you know. Said some of the puzzles are a little bit too unnecessarily obtuse. Uh, there's some jankiness with the presentation, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it seven bones, seventy percent bony. I'm also gonna give it seven. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, it's a fun and like I said, it, like, that's are you just a, are you just copying me because you have amnesia? Yes, I don't know what I, I don't <laughs> even know what game we're talking about anymore. What is this? What is this? <laughs> Is this Kingdom Hearts? Are we talking about Kingdom Hearts? Maybe. The stories are not dissimilar. Is this Galaga? <laughs> what is this? Sorry, um, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, you're fine. But very like stupid seven, joke. No, it was fine. It was better than the jokes I was throwing out at the beginning of this. Christ. Um, oh, don't worry. I cut all those out. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> no, you can leave it. It just reminded me of my hubris. <laughs> Tom's like, oh, I'm gonna leave this in you so you remember who the real humorist is here. Make sure you don't do that again. Um, but the yeah, the seven because it, the it's kind of bare bones. There's not really a lot 
to it. <laughs> um, really, and I don't think the draw of this game really is the gameplay. Like, I know that we said, like, last time with her story, there's not a lot to that gameplay either, but the way they use it fits so well with what they're trying to do. And this mm-hmm. one is just like, well, we can't just have you walk through a haunted house. This isn't layers of fear. So we're going to go ahead and, like, you know, put some actual gameplay in here. Um, and, you know, I think it takes its foot off the gas in some points that uh, they need to. They kind of realized that they needed to do that, you know, with the despawning of enemies. They're like, "All right, that's enough of that. Go ahead and play the game. We're not gonna, we're not gonna corner you in this fucking castle and not let you play." <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I could have done with uh, actually a few more puzzles. A few more. I'm always, I always like puzzles in games. So, that's true. Yeah, yeah, there, there is, that is a little bit light. Um, some of it is just kind of running back and forth. Yeah, it's there's not there's the what gameplay in there is good. In my opinion, there could just be more of it, um, and that's sure. why I was like, that's why I like kind of put it at a seven. Even though, like I said, I love these games with all my heart. So we've 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 reached the edge of the boneyard no, and the haunted blockbuster. The haunted blockbuster at the edge of Vincent Price's estate. <laughs> I don't know why he owns one of these. It just it just appeared here one day. It's what happens. Ooh, two for one he, candy. He attracts dead things. Um, well, I'm gonna, a, buy, I'm gonna buy. Uh, I'm gonna buy. I'm uh, gonna buy two boxes of Mike and Ike's from the skeleton. Then, I mean, yeah, at that price, how can you afford not to? I know. Uh, this is our final section, of course, is whether or not you should buy the VHS. Ah, oh, they're from 1995. Shit. Please tell me whether or not I should just buy this VHS. Every Mike and Ike is from 1985. <laughs> um, this is a, this is the the section where we tell you whether or not if this if this game deserves to be added to your 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 VHS collection of horror films, yeah, the old uh, so to speak. Curiosities you keep in your house. Yeah, does yeah. This does, does, does this get slapped on the shelf or not? Uh, should it be a, a one of the treasured uh, VHS cassettes of a of a horror fan's uh, library? Yeah, yeah. Does this come on Sleepover Horror Nights? Do you play this? (laughs) Do you bring it with you? Yeah. Do you bring it with you? Like a Um, teddy bear from home. Yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) In that case, the Jaws VHS with my teddy bear. Oh, I know. Um, I brought that on many a sleepover. Yeah. Um, Have you seen this shit that's been out since 1975? You'd be you'd be surprised at how often the answer was no when I was seven years old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot of seven year olds have seen Jaws fifty times. It turns out. Yeah. Um, I think yes, definitely you should buy this VHS. This is a it's a good moody horror adventure. Like it's it's just fun. I and it's and spooky and 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 grotesque and 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 scary and and and, and stressful in all the right places. Like. And like I said, I can see the appeal of a second playthrough. Like I, the puzzles mm-hmm. are fun enough to do. Um, in addition to just being brain teasers that kind of tax you in a moment. In the moment, they're like the actual manipulation of the environment to perform the task of the puzzle is like fun, and it, it it's part of the story. And because it's like part of actually like physically manipulating the narrative for it, it's like a, a rewarding experience. Um, there, it's it's fun, not a chore to do. It was fun to play. Um, Scary as hell the first couple of times, uh, but even when that sort of part of it, it goes away, it's still just like a, a fun gothic adventure with an interesting, crazy lore behind it that is not at all what I would have expected uh, this game to end up in. Like, beginning this game, could not have anticipated that this is where the yeah. story goes. Yeah. No, I, I I totally agree. You have to buy. I have to buy this, of course. Like I said, like spoilers. I know at the beginning, but you know, I love these games. I love all of them with all my heart. They are staples for any horror gamer's diet. I would think. Yep. Um, staples in Frankenstein's forehead. Yep. The staples in Frankenstein's forehead. Exactly, Tom. The Vitae. They need to extract. Um, oh, I bet they could make a Frankenstein, those other world fuckers. 
Yeah, I'm sure that. Well, they have them. Like, they kind of technically did those yeah, things. They have the, them shuffling yeah. around the goddamn castle. That's right. They're just like freaky deaky looking Frankenstein. Yeah, I guess Frankenstein can be freaky deaky. Anyway, you, sorry. You can go back through, and you know, I, I keep wanting to go back through, and it's like, did I miss any of the notes? Did I miss any of the diaries? Like, go try to find out more about this like world and stuff. And uh, it got me so hooked, and I was like, oh, man, I want to play the rest of these games, and they're. Guys, they're all dope. Like the bunker just came out. Tom, you need to play that shit. Um, it's I fucking dope. Um, yeah, that's great game. Great game. Needs to go up on the put it up on the board. <laughs> Survey says amnesia. Sweet. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it. We've done it. We've we've accomplished our agreed upon task. What did we do? I don't remember. Oh fuck. It feels like we're finished, though. Hmm. Wait a minute. Whose pants am I wearing? Guys, thank you so much for listening. Tom, where can they find you? Tell them about stuff. If you want, you can head over to patreon.com slash gameplayunemployed to check out our Patreon. We have all kinds of cool, exclusive uh, podcasts you can get access to for just $5 a month, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Motor mm. is a Maniac, mm. Star Trek The Nukes Futurama, mm. and Spielboys. Uh, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Uh, we have tiers where you can get your own custom podcast about just about anything you want. Um, we have all sorts of things. We have a great Discord community full of awesome people. Uh, so check that out. And we also have a store. Head over to GameFlanEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have cool original artwork and designs you can get on all sorts of different things like t-shirts and mugs and stuff. So check that out. And check and find us on the socials. Yes. Uh, we're just on Twitter right now. We're going to hopefully find a new home someplace uh, uh, soon. Um, but for now, it's on Twitter at GameFleeUn. And, and you... A2? Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter if you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just look for him. Uh yeah, yeah, you can also find me uh online at Twitter and now at Blue Sky, both at Johnny Rhymes. So at Johnny Rhymes will take you to where you need to go to find me on either of those platforms. Do it. All Do right. It. Let's let's get out of here. All right, this transaction I think is completed. So I think so. We better we better leave yeah. before the shadow gets here, though. So you got oh shit, got a book. Wait, where are we running from? <laughs> I don't know, but it feels scary. I don't know, but it's scary, and I gotta go. artwork is provided by doc garby you can follow him on twitter at underscore jd burrows underscore our channel artwork is produced by michael vincent bramley you can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mv bramley art